everyone, and welcome back to the Ready, Set, Cheer podcast. I'm Jenna Rose, virtually alongside Antoinette Phelps, a former Notre Dame prep cheerleader and former MSU cheerleader. Antoinette, I got it right this week. I don't know how I said U of M last week, but uh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? And how was your birthday? Oh, I'm doing really well. It was super fun. Had my niece and nephew over to celebrate. So, you know, blew up the candles on the cake. It was it was all a lot of fun. They're super cute. So, of course, the pictures that you see on social media were all the happy smiles, not the, you know, video where they're all crying right. <laughs> during it. Yeah, it was fun. How was your week? It was good. Yeah, nothing much to report. Right, but there is some to report when it comes to the world of high school cheerleading. I know a lot of things have been going on in the last few weeks, actually, that we'd like to talk about on the show. Yes. So some of these competitions may have been from last week because I know we post our podcasts on Fridays. So some of them may have already happened, you know, the week before by the time people listen to this. But these are a couple we were keeping our eye on. The Dragon Varsity Quad that had Heartland, Lake Orion, Rochester, Woodhaven. There was the Wolverine 2 at Vicksburg High School, which were had some teams out west like Paw Paw and Oswego and Allegan. Then there was also the CAAC Blue League meet, which was hosted by Grand Ledge High School. Those had some schools around Lansing area like Holt, DeWitt, Waverly, Grand Ledge. Another one the same day was the CAAC Red Division League. Also teams around that area, Charlotte, Fowlerville, Mason, St. John's. One that I watched video clips from was the Huron League Jamboree 2 that had some Division II teams like Airport, Huron, Riverview, and then some D3, Flat Rock, Grosseal, and Jefferson. And I'll talk about that a little bit more because I did see a video of Flat Rock's one, two, and three rounds, and that was really cool. Another competition was the LVC2 League that was Wald Lake Central, Waterford Mott, South Lyon, so some schools around that area, Wald Lake Northern. And then there was the DL Championship that was hosted by Wyandotte High School. So that had schools, again, like Allen Park, Gibraltar Carlson, Dearborn Unified, Lincoln Park, Southgate, Taylor, Trenton, Woodhaven, Wyandotte. And we will actually be talking later on the show today to Allen Park's head coach, Julie. Then there was some map competitions, and we haven't talked about that too much on this podcast, but we will get into it eventually later, if not this year, next year. But there was the MAC, the MAC Blue one with Anchor Bay. And then there was the Mac Silver one that was hosted by Gross Point North High School. So they had like Gross Point North, uh, Lakeview, Lance Cruz. And then there was also the MAC White, which had Utica High School, Henry Ford, Romeo, Stevenson. And then finally, uh, they have, I believe it's today. Yeah, so we don't have any of the scores from this yet. And then the Adams Final Invitational had Adams, Davison, Eisenhower, Heartland, Granville, Plymouth, Rochester's Flat Rock also had an invite that was this past Saturday. And they had teams like Shoemate, Wilson, of course, Flat Rock, Grossdale, Jefferson, Onstead, Birch Run, Divine Child, Trenton, Allen Park Airport. So that'll be an interesting one to look through their scores. There's a lot going on. The Panther invite, that was Roseville High School. West Ottawa had an invite. Uh, West Side Quad had one with like Mona Shores, DeWitt, uh, Cedar Springs, South Haven. So there was definitely a lot going on this week. 
Antoinette, you touched on the Huron League Jamboree. I know you had the opportunity to watch some film through state champs. What was your impression of the competition? So I watched Flat Rock and they looked really strong. So round one, right away, I heard really loud, strong voices. I really liked their formation changes. It it just stuck out to me the way that they did turns and walks. It wasn't so much like front to back. They did things side to side, which I thought was really cool. Really nice peel-offs. They did seem to lose steam a little bit at the end, but I think all the teams are just working on their stamina right now. So I think that they, as the competition season progresses, they'll probably be able to, to get some of that back towards the end. Round two, I saw standing tucks, walkovers, handsprings, toe touches, really nice herkies. And then round three, I love when teams do this when they start their opening in a circle and they start with their tumbling. So they did something like this. I've seen other teams do it too with their handspring tucks, handsprings to just kind of start out strong like that. Flat rock looked great. And then they had all four stunt groups doing cupies, full downs, back handsprings into their cradle to get up to a stunt, which is really cool. I, when I used to coach, I had my JV team do that. I, I love when teams do that to get into their stunts instead of just doing the traditional backload, which is cool too, but it was just like a nice flair to see. And then it just looks like maybe they might need a little work on their timing, but again, it's early on in competition season, which is weird to say in March, but because of the kind of year they're having, you know, they haven't had a lot of time to work together or a lot of competition. So they will have some time over the next month to work on those small things like timing. And again, like I said, building their stamina. Yeah, it definitely does seem like it is a bit of a crazy year (laughs) with what's going on. Everyone practicing over Zoom, and now it's coming into full effect during these competitions. So wishing the best for every single team that's competing at this time. I do wonder if any of these teams like Flat Rock might turn some of those cupies into a one-legged extension, maybe turn it into like a heel stretch at some point or liberties or scales. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on them and see what happens as their year progresses. But Flat Rock did end up winning. So they took first place with 738.22. Grossiel took second, 735.16. Jefferson, 714.54. And then the other three that were kind of grouped together, that was Airport with 664.14, Huron with 620.58, and Riverview with 609.74. That's honestly so exciting to hear because when we think about the emotions that were waving through the high school cheerleading community only a few weeks ago, really, with the confusion that came about with COVID-19. It's really exciting to hear that these competitions are getting underway, even though there are some different restrictions and different suggestions that have been put in place. But I mean, like we've been talking about for Saturday's competition, we, as you alluded to, we are going to have Julie Goodwin, the head coach from Allen Park on our show today. She's going to give us some insight about her coaching experience, as well as the scoop on what's going on with Allen Park and Gibraltar Carlson and how that competition has helped both programs over the years. Talk about the state titles and the runner-up titles. So we're excited to have her on to share her experience and to give us an update with what's going on with the team. So let's get to it. All right. Joining us now is Julie Goodwin, head coach from Allen Park. Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm doing very well. We are super pumped to talk to you. So to get the interview rolling, we just wanted to ask about your personal cheerleading experience. How did you start? I cheered in high school. 
totally different than what cheerleading is today. And then from high school, I coached a little bit. I, I graduated from Melvindale and I coached a little bit at the Melvindale high school team, just straight out of high school for about a year or two. Then started my family, went about, you know, all the adult things that you do. And I got involved in the Little League program in Allen Park when my daughters were younger and just started coaching again on the side there. And one thing led to another, started coaching at that level, moved up to the JV level at the high school, then the varsity level, and then the competitive team. Not like an intense cheer history, but I did um, come from a drum and bugle corps history. And I think that, believe it or not, with competitive has a lot to do with synchronization, timing, all those things that were embedded in me the 12 years I did that when I was younger. Wow, no, I can definitely see that aligning with cheerleading. That's, that's yeah. a unique perspective. Yes. And so with your time here at Allen Park, how many years have you been coaching there? I started coaching. I took over the competitive program in 2002 with Jessica Tremonti, who currently is um, my middle school coach. And I stayed through 2011. And my youngest daughter was a college softball player. And she began um, traveling and was playing college softball. And that was at the same time that cheer was peaking and, and state finals. So I made a family decision at that time that, you know, that's a once in a lifetime for me to go watch my daughter play college ball, that it was important that I be there as a mom and put aside my um, cheerleading coaching driver, you know, at that time. I stepped down and my oldest daughter and Laura Hickman, uh, she was a cheerleader from Groziel, took over the program. I stayed in touch and, you know, I helped them with choreographing. And so I never really like, you know, left away from Allen Park. I just was able to travel with my daughter. And during that time, I had gotten a phone call from Michigan State all-girl um, cheer team and they were looking for a coach. And their times and dates, believe it or not, didn't conflict with my daughter. So I went up and talked to them. Long story short, I ended up taking over the program up there. And I did that for three years. And it was great. You know, I enjoyed it. The athletes that I coach at the time are now the coaches there. But I was traveling from Allen Park to Lansing three to four times a week. And then I work as a nurse. So it was a wonderful three years, but a very grueling three years. So there again, I just had to make a decision that was best for my family, you know, to come back to Allen Park. And at that time, my daughter was starting her family. Um, Laura was moving on in her career. So the high school opened back up and I went back to the high school in 2014. And I've been back there since 2014 till today. I completely understand because there are some scenarios where family does come first, but I think that's nice because what you provide maternally, that can always carry over to your coaching style. So, you know, when we talk about Allen Park, it seems like there is a lot of back and forth with Carlson over the years. Can you just tell us about what that experience is like and how many, you know, how many runner-up titles and state titles does Allen Park have? Yeah, for sure. We, um, we've been battling back and forth. Originally, Allen Park started, we were division, it used to be division A, B, C, and D. And we started in division A, which would have been you know, D1 at this time. So we were against the Rochesters and the Lake Orions and, and, you know, we were a small school. So, you know, when I first started the program, we had, I think, 14 girls on the, in the whole program. And, you know, so battling against those uh, schools that were, you know, 3000 were, uh, were definitely uh, trying at times. And um, I can't remember the exact year, but when we ended up going down to division two, and at that time we were meeting head to head with Carlson. And 
so probably I want to say maybe like 2007, 2006. And yeah, we're always going neck and neck and then the highly respect their program and you got to be the best to be the best and, and we keep each other on our toes. We have 2010, 17 and 20, we have state championships and then 2008, 16, 17 and 19, we have state runner-up championships. So probably the last from 14 on has been our most successful time with Allen Park and and definitely neck and neck going back and forth with Carlson. Competitive cheer is always about good sportsmanship. It's a motto that MHSAA wants to reinforce across all sports. Listen to this. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. So, Julie, speaking of your 2020 Division II championship, do you think that you'll be able to defend your title this year, and how might you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I can't even begin to tell you. It makes me emotional, sorry. The dedication my team has had this year as, you know, as a nurse in COVID and as a coach in COVID, it's definitely been, you know, extremely challenging in all our lives and everything in all our lives. When we got shut down, we started our first week in competitive, then we got shut down. And, you know, my seniors especially and, you know, and the team were saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So we said, you know, we'll we'll go online. We can meet once or twice a week. And they're like, meet once or twice a week. We don't, you know, we want to practice. We want to meet every day and which every day would, would have been a little extreme. So we ended up going Monday through Thursdays on the computer and we would do workouts. We would do, we did some choreographing what you could do at round one, but it was just so rewarding. So I just can't even tell you, you know, watching the girls on the computers, in their homes, in their basements, in their living rooms, wherever they were with their mats, the work ethic, the dedication, you know, and never through that two and a half months did, I have 27 girls on my team, did one girl miss one of those practices. And, and they worked really hard. And when we, when we came back and got to meet in person, it was just like riding a bicycle. It's like they never skipped a beat. And Obviously, going back to stunning and not being able to stunt for all that time, you have to build your stamina. I have, I only had two seniors last year, so majority of my team is a vet team. And um, so that has definitely benefited us in the stunt round. But that's why what we're doing now, you know, doing our competitions and what we need to do to build that stamina and, you know, get ready for the big dance. Right. So I was actually watching some of, I believe it was the Allen Park quad. So that was on February 13th. Yeah, was, that was your first one. <laughs> was that your first competition? Yeah, that was four days of stunning practice, yes. <laughs> okay, so that is amazing. And it must be exactly what you just said, speaking to the fact that all of your girls are doing all of this work from home. Because when I was watching it, I was thinking it doesn't even look like they haven't had months and months of practices together. Their jumps look so great, so perfectly aligned, pointed toes. Their formations were clean. I know you can't do formations from home easily. So that was so impressive. Their loud voices, despite wearing masks. And then, of course, all the tumbling you have with the team tucks, the team walkovers, the team handsprings, and then everything that you just, what you were just talking to about round three with the tumbling and the stunt groups. I was very impressed with your team. Thank you. I, I And you know what? 
myself as our, the coaching staff, you didn't, I mean, you know, your team and you know, their strengths, you know, their, you know, but you didn't, it, this has never happened. So we didn't know anything like what we were going to come back to. And those first couple days, they were just so ecstatic to be in the gym. And, and we were amazed, you know, we were amazed the same thing, you know, timing when you're doing stuff on the computer at home in their individual spots. And then the computer makes, you know, some people are slower, some people are faster. Again, their work ethic when we were doing virtual was just over, over the top and off the charts. And, and I just, I'm so humbled by that. And so, yeah, we were, we were ecstatic when we got back together to see how well they were doing. They looked very strong. So that was your first one then. What competitions have you competed at since then? And I know you all have one today. On 217, we went to Malvadell and we went against, and we neck and neck with Carlson. And we ended up winning that competition. And our scores were better. Start round was better. We were gradually adding a little bit each week to our start round. Today is when we'll put out our full start round is finally done today. I didn't rush into anything. You know, I wasn't like, I'm going to hurry and get my 800 points because we got to do this. I knew, you know, I was going to do what's best for the team. So at Allen Park, I think we put out our opening tumbling and two stunt sequence. And we had like five, 600 points. So we, you know, but that wasn't what was important. What was important that they built their stamina and we continued our journey building to what we needed to do. So we went to Melvindale, added a little more, did, had a good night there. And then last weekend we went to Mason and went up against some West side teams, Mason, DeWitt, and um, Mount Pleasant. We did very well there. We came first place there. And again, placement doesn't matter. You know, I, I, it, it's nice to win competitions. I'm not going to tell you it's not, but, but my goal is, is I'm looking at my team and seeing what improvements they're making as a, you know, from a coaching standpoint and getting the judges feedback on things we need to work on. And if we win, that's the icing on the cake. And if we don't, we continue to work and follow our path to where we need to get to, to go to finals. So you were saying that you, that first competition, you didn't have your full round three, but you're pretty close to it now. Or you said today you're going to yeah, today, a shot, you know, give or take a few things, but today, yes, we will put out our full round three. So what did you add in or change that would make it a little bit more higher on the difficulty level? Fortunately, you know, I, all my flyers returned except one graduated. I had two phenomenal backups. And so one is in this year, she's a junior. So we added a lot of our one-leggeds. We added 360s. We added some V-sit drops. I think our strength in the start round is our OLEs. We have, you know, I, I don't mean it, I mean it humbly, not conceited. Um, you know, the girls have very good heel stretches. We do scales, we do front stretches, then they're doing um, bows. So all the one-leggeds, I think in the, right now we have about 16 one-leggeds in our round three. Oh, wow. They're very strong. At the end. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I look at it and I'm like, but it wasn't like when you chore- when I choreograph, I'm saying, oh, let me put 16. It just, that's how it choreographed. And they do well with them. So it's like, I mean, that could change, but right now they're doing very well with them. So it's like, why would I not put it in? Sure. Yeah. When I was watching your videos, I, those early clips, I think there was a lot of QPs, some heel stretch full downs. Yes. And I'm not sure that I saw scales or anything like that yet, but that's kind of what you're adding in now. So that will be really interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been going good then for your team. What, what do you think needs improvement? A stamina, definitely in round three. They're doing well wearing the mask, but that's a whole, it's just a whole different ball game for everybody, not just us. So your floor presentation, you know, now you have to, 
you, you have to talk with your eyes and your head and no one seeing your mouth. I think we're working really hard on that. Um, and that's something that still needs a lot of work. And just, you know, I probably stamina is the biggest thing that there's some timing things. I'm getting tighter with our emotions, all the usual things. But fortunately, we're pretty good stunners. And, and that's, you know, that's definitely with what happened this year, definitely in our favor. Coach, I'm noticing that stamina has been a theme in a couple of your answers when you're looking at your team. Recently, we had a guest on. His name is Dr. Jason Novetsky, and he's from the Champion Mindset Group out in Birmingham, Michigan. And a lot of what he does is enhancing mental toughness in athletes. So when it comes to stamina, how can you help your athletes with the mental battle of what's going on, how to improve the stamina? That's one thing that I think just our program in general, all the way, Jessica, like I told, um, said earlier, started with me at the high school level, and then she went down to the middle school to build the program, which has been a phenomenal feeder to our program is why we continue to have strong numbers. And then my coaching staff at the JV level, uh, so we all coach exactly the same, I mean, barring the levels, you know, I mean, obviously you can't exactly the middle school, but we all coach the same way with, with the same theory mentality. And I think the biggest thing that has been for us and that we continue to do, we treat them like athletes. And I know there's always, like, it took us a long time at Allen Park, the cheerleaders, you know, and I, there's that stamina, the cheerleaders. And I see now that the other coaches, the football coaches, the athletes, and that see how hard the girls work. There's a lot of respect for them as athletes. So. We work really hard making them understand, you know, that you're, you're an athlete first, you know, and teaching them to make a mistake. You know, you learn from it and we move on. We're not screamers. We're not yellers. We just educate, teach, and have high expectations. It comes down to it's been instilled in them. So when I get them to the high school level, they're pretty tough cookies. <laughs> Right. How fortunate do you think you are to have such a strong support system, especially going down to the middle schools all the way through to where you are here? Oh, I, I, I count my blessings every day. Grateful, blessed, and thankful. Those, that's my favorite words to say. And my coaching staff is 90% alumni from Allen Park and love. And, you know, like, I wish I could have them all coach with me that every year when my girls graduate, there's always a few that always want to come back and help and be involved in the program. And again, that, you know, that, that is so rewarding to me for everyone to want to stay involved. And then, you know, if they're part of the program, one of my assistants coaches right now, Megan Terry was one of my athletes when we won in 2010 and she went away to school. And then when she came back home, she wanted to get back involved and she teaches at Allen Park. And, you know, so she knows how it works. You know, she gets it. She gets it as an athlete and now she gets it as a coach. So in, to me, you know, that's the best coaching staff you can have is when athletes that have been through your program that are now coming into coaching. I, I always love when they say, oh, this coaching is way harder than being an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> And what's exciting is that everyone becomes a family at that point yeah, as absolutely. well. Absolutely. I mean, um, the years, we, you know, we've been together for years, you know, add a few here and there, and um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. They're all very important, special people to me and, and, a, and a huge part of my life, my family's life. <laughs> absolutely. And when you're looking for girls to start making your varsity squad, what are some of the most important skills that you'd like to see? Are there things that should be maybe integrated that you'd like to see in the future when you look at what's happening down at the middle school level? I know there's teams or, you know, the higher caliber teams that, you know, you have to have a back tuck to be on varsity. We don't, obviously, 
back handspring. We, we like that criteria. But, you know, I've also found through the years that not always the most talented athlete has been the best athlete on your team. So we look at the work ethic and, you know, the mental stamina. I mean, that's, that's a big thing, you know, how they handle things under pressure or perform. You know, we do things during sideline just to see, you know, how they in front of groups of people. I think work ethic is the biggest thing that, that I look at. If they come and work hard and maybe not the most talented, it's amazing what growth they that you see. And that's that's rewarding to me when an athlete comes in and, and works so hard and gets where they need to be to get on the floor. Before we continue, I talked how you can recruit yourself to Lawrence Technological University. Here's more. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Work ethic is a huge must, and with the emotions that are circling around a day like today where you're getting ready for your competition in just a few hours, can you walk us through what a typical day looks like for you and your team getting ready to compete? I, like, you know, it's, it's weirder because it's a little in the afternoon today and we're not kind of used to that, but before COVID, we obviously used to have um, team dinners, you know, the night before. Unfortunately, we can't do that right now, so we do like a bonding at the school. We do motivational gifts. The girls, seniors do for each other, t-shirts. We do different things like that. Because this hasn't been a normal season, you know, we would do a lot of team bonding activities and stuff. So we're having to be creative to do things in the gym. But we, you know, they, we come together, you know, wherever we're going to meet and um, at the high school or if we're dri- driving, normally we'll go together on a bus. Right now we're driving separately and trying to keep them healthy, alleviate all of us being on a bus at the same time for a long period of time. And we'll get to the school that we're competing at and we go to the warm-up room and basically their warm-up is they'll do a stretching series, they'll do a, a little cardio series, and then we do time skills and the seniors run the show there. They know exactly what needs to be done. And um, and then, you know, whatever round we're going to, um, we warm up that time. I don't warm up all three rounds at the beginning. We warm up each round, round one before round one, two and before two and three, before three, we'll do our mat time just to get familiar, you know, with the with the place we're at and the mat. But, you know, I tell the girls, same mat, different building, that that's something they should never stress about. And, and they, what's really good is that, you know, the coaching staff, they know they can warm up without any of us coaches being around and be prepared and ready to go. And that's something we've instilled in them and taught them. So I don't have to stand over and say, come on, you know, get up. We got to do this. You know, they know exactly what to do and how to get it done and you know then we take the floor they do a circle up you know and they have a little saying they say we have uh, a kind of unique thing we do and it's cute because a lot of teams will ask us about this but we have links they're little metal links you can get them at the hardware store and the girls all have their own little trinkets on it so before every competition we they have their individual ones and we link up and they say they're positive motivation words. So, you know, we believe, you know, we got this. So everyone has their word, different word. And then, you know, one is like, we are family. And they'll sing, we are family for a minute. And then we link up. And now we become one. 
And then maybe someone that's not in the round, they'll pick a person and she wears a lynx while the team goes out and competes for that round. Oh my um, God, I love that. That is so sweet that they do that. Yeah, it's, and it's very traditional. We've been doing it for years. And then they also have a, a motivational tape that they listen to. They've been doing that the last couple of years. Kind of gets them in the moment and intense. And, uh, and then, we, then we take the floor. Have a good day, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like your team has such a special bond. That's, that's really amazing that you're able to provide that for them. Thank you. So is there anything that you would want the cheer community to know about your team or your coaching style or anything like that before we wrap up? I think the, again, what I'm most proud of as a coach at Allen Park is the wins are great, but I think, you know, the kids and the athletes that come back, the life lessons that, you know, that, that is like our number one priority. We, we work with the kids and try and teach the kids that when they come back and, you know, they say, oh, you know, I did this in, you know, college and, you know, I was so organized. I learned that from cheer, or, you know, that I learned the discipline to, or, you know, to do what I needed to do on time and all those little things like that. I, I that is what I am so um, gratified as a coach that I can give these kids and working with young kids. And we've been very successful and I'm humbled by that. and I'm grateful for that. But you know, more importantly, when they come back and, and are so, you know, thrilled to be part of this program and, and it has helped them succeed in life after they graduate from high school. So I, I think, you know, that's something that we have here. And that's the most rewarding thing for me as a coach and my coaching staff. Well, those times in these children's lives are so important, these high school years. So you being able to mold them into young adults is just so wonderful for them. And, and I'm sure it sounds like for you, I know you're so attached to your team and you said they feel like family. So that's, that's a really special coaching style you have. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We wish you the best of luck today and throughout the rest of the season. And we'll definitely be watching Ellen Park. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Another huge thank you to head coach Julie Goodwin from Allen Park for taking the time to chat with us on the Ready, Set, Cheer podcast. Antoinette, I really liked what she had to say. I think one of my favorite aspects of her program is the fact that there's so many family roots, especially with alumni being coaches down in the younger levels that are coming up and could potentially compete for Allen Park. So to have that family atmosphere and to have those coaches know exactly what the head coach is expecting at the high school level, I think is very powerful and just brings a strong bond to what's happening in the program and something else is the fact that you know as they know what the head coach wants they know how to treat their cheerleaders and a number one theme that I saw was respect because they're demanding that you know at the high school level not only from cheerleaders within the program but also students in the school. Yeah I really liked how she said that she treats them like athletes and therefore they're demanding respect from all of the other athletes in the school. So they definitely have a strong program. And I really like that rivalry she was talking about between Allen Park and Carlson and how she uses that to make her team better and to strive to be one of the top teams in Division Two. On another note, she was talking about how she was changing 
her round three now at this point to try to get as close to 800 points as she can. And I know when they started off a couple of weeks ago, she was more in like the 500, 600 range because she was just trying to build the stamina on that team. And it's interesting that she said that because when I was watching some of the other teams, I kind of felt the same way about them. Even I think I said that with flat rock, Um, earlier in this episode that it just seems like some of the teams were starting to lose that stamina by the end of each round. And it's completely understandable because they've had to do all of these practices over zoom and haven't had all those months to, you know, work with their stunt groups and work on tumbling and everything else. So it definitely makes sense what we're seeing, but again, just such all of these strong teams coming out. I saw a lot of teams trying to manage that stamina throughout all of the rounds. So I think that's something a lot of teams will need to work on during this time. And, you know, it reminds me of when we talked to Dr. Novetsky last week, and he was talking about how these athletes are able to work under pressure and how those successful athletes are able to manage the pressure and almost turn that denial into a delay. And I think that's what we're seeing now, how these athletes are able to showcase how they've been able to adapt to this adversity that they've been through with, with the pandemic. Absolutely. And I think that's something that they'll be able to carry with them in their personal lives or when they go on to college is that skill of adaptation and to be able to, you know, defeat the odds, because essentially that's what all of these teams, all of these athletes are doing, not even when we just look at the cheerleading community, but also all sports that are competing at the high school level right now. And we just wanted to take a second and thank everyone for tuning in to the Ready, Set, Cheer podcast. We always appreciate your feedback. So if there's anything that you would like to hear on the show, or maybe you just want to give a suggestion, you could email us at readysetcheer at statechampsnetwork.com. Again, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week.